Hello, welcome back to Conversations with Koji. And I have a very special guest today, Miss Maul Wright from the Ultimatum Queer Love. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you taking time. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you, thank you, no thank problem. you. This is an exciting one. <laughs> no problem. I think I was like, oh, this is a little smile podcast. I don't, I don't know if she going to join me. I don't know. I was like, let me, let me reach out, though. Let me reach out. <laughs> So thank you for accepting. Um, please tell the audience about yourself. Yes, um, I'm Mal, right? I was recently on What's in Koji's Background, The Queer Ultimatum uh, on Netflix. So one of first of dating shows that uh, showed an entire queer cast. Uh, so yeah, kind of a big deal on a major platform. Not the first of its kind, but but definitely the first on a major platform that had an entire queer cast of just dating. Um, either you know me from there or you know me from working with me. Uh, I might have been your boss at AT&T in leadership. So there's that also. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not you at the down to the AT&T. <laughs> so were you at the AT&T? Wait, wait, mom, wait. Not you that switched it up with the AT and T. I could have been your boss. Wait, <laughs> I've had some <laughs> some employees reach out, or some some past employees reach out and be like, "Is was that you? Am I? What's going on?" That's hilarious. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Was that in Atlanta or because you're in LA? Where were you? No, at? I'm so I'm I'm currently in Atlanta. Um, okay. And when I worked for them, I had moved, I had taken on different projects, which moved me to from Atlanta to Chicago and then from Chicago to Seattle. And Seattle is where we got casted for that. Okay. Okay. And how long ago did the show film? Mm, two years ago. Okay. See, because you never know. It's the same thing with Love is Blind. There's like such a gap. Mm -hmm. So anytime after the show, they're like, oh, I've been married to my partner for a year or two. So it's been two years old. That, yeah, that's crazy for that show. For perspective, I, right? Because it just came out this year, May. This year. The, mm -hmm. end, of, the end of May. We just filmed yes. a reunion back in January mm -hmm. of this same year. Right. And we had shot it at that time a year and a half. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And a lot of times when these shows come out, you know, you get the fan faves. And I always, anytime I watch these kind of shows, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the mental health is like. I wonder how hard it is to deal with when you are in the experiment. How genuine is it? It must be very hard to like, okay, can I be my authentic self? I'm looking at it. What are they thinking? What is the audience thinking? What is my family thinking? First of all, for you, how did you make the decision to even decide to expose yourself? Like, yeah. Well, you know? I mean, at the time, it wasn't it wasn't a solo endeavor, right? It was me and a partner. Um, yeah. So we made the decision together, and the first 
season wasn't out yet. The, the idea of Ultimatum, what we know it to be, wasn't even in existence. So we didn't have anything to watch first before making our decision. Right. Um, we spoke to casting who, you know, reached out to us and gave us the premise of this show. And, you know, we were just like, I don't know, is this something we really want to do or not want to do? And mm-hmm. kind of on the fence. Um, and yeah, and then we just decided together, like, oh, I mean, what do we have to lose? Let's, I guess, let's try it. You know, I was definitely hesitant about it once I, I learned more. Right. And then, you know, you want to, you want to, me and my partner at the time had been in therapy weekly for like a year, couples therapy. Oh, and okay. so it was kind of like, you know, you practice the tools and the, do we, how do you come together and make a decision about something? Um, right. And so we just used the tools, came together, and we made the decision to to proceed with the uh, with the experience. Okay. Well, that's good to know because to me, watching you, it seemed like now that you say that y'all had therapy. For me, anyway, it seemed like you really were able to use those tools. Mm-hmm to communicate very, very well, like how even kill you were. I was like, hey, she's good. Cause I don't know. <laughs> like, like for me, sometimes I was like, oh, she's so calm. That's good. Because <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. There. <laughs> in in general, I think um I'm fairly calm in general. My my demeanor is kind of just chill. Mm-hmm. What's your you sign? What is your sign? No, okay. That makes sense. And my, that and, makes my sense. and my moon is in Capricorn. So it's like I have a lot of earth in my chart. Ooh, that makes sense. Oh my God. I'm a Scorpio sag, though. See what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> um, we would handle it differently. So yeah. And you put things into perspective. I mean, there's a lot that goes into, I think a lot of people were like, how did you handle things so calmly? Yeah. I aspire to be this calm. And it's like, right. it's a culmination of things. I don't know. It's it's lots of therapy. Yeah. Um, wa- using the tools, wanting to use mm-hmm. the tools because they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I was telling somebody recently, like the year prior to going on that show, I had lost like three of my really good friends that died, right? And so really? when you think about handling people, like it's the last time you'll ever speak to them, you handle them different. You can, maybe some people handle them different, but to me, you handle things yeah. different. That's um, true. So you put all that in one, and plus I'm like worn out from this experience. There is no more anger. I don't have that in me. It's, I'm just tired and like want to get to a resolve or the real answers so Mm -hmm. people ask like how did you handle it like that I'm like take all those things put into one person you would handle it that way too very true that is very true Mm -hmm. because I've been lately trying to live my life sort of like I woke up today that's a blessing like okay I got 24 hours 24 hours that Mm -hmm. that's a lot of hours because people don't get that many hours. So let me try to make the best of it. Let me try to reach out to people. Let me try to work, love on some people, you know, try to experience some people. Um, So I understand that losing people and appreciating life a little more. Yeah. 
and understanding that if you're angry for five hours, that's that's five hours you lost of happiness too. You won't get that, and you don't get it back. You don't get it back. Mm -mm. You don't get it back. That is very true. So how do you recover your spirit after being on a show like that? Coming out of the experiment, because I mean, I know I'm trying not to take you back there because I know that healing, you know, has happened and it's been two years. But how do you, you know, how do you just recover your spirit coming out of that? And then now you're entering a world of fans. How do you Ooh. handle Because everybody was like, mom, 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 just, just, just like. And yeah. you're like, girl, I'm trying to, I'm trying to heal, I'm trying to heal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good question. I, I don't know if I'm honest, and I'm still doing it, right? I'm still recovering mm. and still healing. And you really learn how much healing is not linear, right? So there's some days where I'm like, I'm good, I'm fine. And yeah. Some days where I'm like, I'm actually not. This yeah. this thing happened, and it triggered a whole new feeling that I know came from you know, partially whatever I did with my partner, less the show and more so the person I was with. Right. And so I don't know, every day, every day you're trying to figure out how to recover your, your, your spirit, how to um, rebuild. It's different. Every day is different. Every day. And be, I'm, the best thing I can say for myself now is just being honest with how I feel and naming that and sitting with it um, and not rushing to the solution or rushing to the answer, but just like, Okay, this thing happened and you still feel hurt about this thing. Right. Why? Where where does it hurt? Where do you feel it in your body? Right. Um, when's the last time or can you name all the times you've felt this same thing? Um, right. And that's really that's really what it's been is naming where it's coming from, or what it is. You know? Yeah, because I think sometimes that's the hard part though. We don't, it's hard to acknowledge a lot what the thing is, right? It's hard to name it, Mal. It really is acknowledging why we're hurting um, because it makes it real. Yeah, but it, it is real. It, it is real. It, it is. You're right. It is real. Yeah. It, it, you, I don't, for me, especially in this, I can't rush through or push past the feeling because now there is this little piece of fame that's attached to yeah. so much of it. So even if I'm like, you know, I think I, t I think I know myself in the past to be a person that will run from something. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when my ex and I broke up, a couple months later, I moved back to Atlanta. I was like, okay, I can go back to my core. I can deal with my friends and you know, heal and repair there and not really sit in the muck of things. Uh -huh. um, and now the show has come out. And so it's like, no, you're going to deal with it because everybody's going to ask you about it. So much of your fame is based around how you've dealt with this thing. Uh -huh. So there is no escaping it. There is no uh -huh. running away from that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I have a question. Did you find that a lot of people were more worried about the couple and less about you? Do you you understand what I'm saying? You know how a lot of times 
when you be, you get that fame, right? And it's like so many people are like, ooh, ooh, what happened? The couple, the couple of the breakup, and did it, and they forget about the soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. That's did you find did you find that a lot? Yeah. I feel like I hate that. Yeah, it's I think it's hard. I have grace for it, but I yes, to your point, that happens all the time still. Or they forget about um, I don't think people mean to do it, but they forget about you as a human and just think about what they just watched you experience. And that's it. And sometimes refer to you as a character versus like this was unscripted. Yes, it's reality TV. It's completely unscripted. So this is what you got was a piece of something very real. Um, it was 30,000 hours of content broken down into 10, 48 minute episodes. So what you have, what they've edited is who you've shown up as most of the time, you know? And so you see people handle you as that first um, or immediately lead with like, you, I think they think that there's some type of solidarity in leading with bashing my ex. And I'm like, that, that is a person that I cared about at one point a great deal, who is also a reflection of me. So you bashing them also feels like you can kind of be bashing me a little bit. Like that doesn't mm -hmm. feel good or bashing yeah. the poor decisions that I may have made, you know? Right. Because you chose them too. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So I don't mm -hmm. think they recognize how it impacts me. I don't, I, I know that they don't mean it. I know people don't mean it. They just mean love, but it's yeah. like, whoa, wait for just a second before you say the thing, just give it a moment. You know, it is hard. It is yeah. hard. And I think with reality TV, for a lot of people, they also think lights, camera, action, fame, growth, social media, and all those things. What would you say is some of the cons? Like the access is great, all that. But what do you think are some of the cons that come with reality TV? Um, I think that people think that they they know you. Yeah, you know, like they that granted one. they, yeah they shared I, they shared emotion with you. I'm sure, especially watching what we did, we all cried together, or you know they were behind screens like ready to stick up for me or, or whatever oh, yeah. the case may be. I can't even lie. Yeah. I'm yeah. staying. So yeah, it's like, girl, what? Yeah. Right. But you. I think it's that. It's thinking the con I think would be people thinking that they know you. Cause even in that, my closest friends and closest family, even even in them wanting to stick up for me or defend me, they know how to handle me. Right. And so not knowing me, you find people that my friends know already we got to handle Mal real gently. We know we can tell her the truth, but but this is how we got to give it to her. Um, we got to check if she has capacity first. Like my people, my tribe knows that. So to your point, the con is where people don't know that at all. And they just say right. wild things immediately, you know, upon meeting me. And I'm like, whoa. Really? Yeah. Like just meeting you, they even handle you a certain way. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, That's, I remember crazy. I think one of the craziest things I've heard, I was out somewhere and I remember this person comes up to me and they're like, just I'm standing, I'm standing around, I'm drinking my beer. And they're uh-huh. like, hey, and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, you know, you're not my favorite, you weren't my favorite. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay, what do you what do you want me to do with that? And they're like, yeah. you're not gonna react. And I was like, no. And then they were yeah. like, oh, you're really like this. And I'm like, I don't, this that is so bizarre. Okay, wow. They're like, you don't, you just don't get mad. I'm like, you know, I don't have to be liked by everybody. That wasn't the goal. It's okay. It's okay for you to not like me. I don't know why you had to tell me that. But so they you, wanted good? to test like an experiment. They wanted to see, oh, is she like not them thinking you were like a lab? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And then but but then after that, wanted to be cool. Like wanted to be really friendly and ask for advice and all these things. And I'm like, this is very bizarre. For you to handle oh, wow. people like that. That is really crazy. That, ooh, that makes me almost like sort of sad um, because I don't think people take the time out. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on because I feel like as a person that I feel is one of the favorite characters, one of the favorite human beings on the show. So many people think you are something. Mm -hmm. Think this. And I want you to be able to say, "Uh, no, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I've been through. I like people to speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel not a lot of people let them do that. They kind yeah. of put words in their mouth. Yeah. That's why I start off with introduce yourself. Yeah. You, you start off, girl. Go ahead, introduce you. Um, so I, it's almost sad. I hate that. Like somebody actually saying, oh, you're, you're really like this. That's um, been the most, that, that has been, granted, I'm going to say, most of my experience has been great and has been amazing. Yes. Um, okay. People have been very kind for the okay. most part. These are situations that happen and they just do. You, you're not going to avoid humans. The human condition is interesting and people are going to do really weird things because okay. humans. Right. Um, but yeah, when I think that's been interesting when, when people have been like, oh, you're really like this, like in real life. And I'm just like, yeah. And you have no clue because you just don't know me for real. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think it's hard, though, because with reality TV, because it's reality. And like you said, there's 30,000 hours of film. And so what they're getting is exactly what they're getting. Mm-hmm. So for them, that is their reality. Um, I think honestly, people don't think people like you exist truly. That's, that's it. They don't think that good heartness people, good hearted people exist. People that genuinely have the capacity to be forgiving, 
calm. Like it has to be a trick. Like it has to be a gig. It has to be. And that's not the case. Good. It's sort of like the uh, Russell Wilson syndrome where that person, it's just impossible. No right. way. There's no possible way that a good human can exist. No way. It's just such an interesting thought, right? Because it's like, for the people that say that, I'm like, well, you exist, don't you? So what do you say about yeah. yourself? Yes. It's great. It's so crazy. It's seriously, I always say it is the Russell Wilson syndrome. Y'all really think everybody has an ulterior motive. You just can't be a kind person. You can't genuinely have good intentions. When you tell somebody, no, I really felt this. or I really, it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's impossible. Right, right. No, it's really, it's, yeah, you're right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, or like, I, I know this side of me because I've also lived and, I, and I've been other things. I've been also not nice and I've also made mistakes and I've also, mm -hmm. you know, just been not, a less than than good individual. I've been there. Same. I've been that. Same. Same. And it didn't it didn't warrant anything good. So it's like, no, you you might want to live a way that's that's just I don't know about better, but just a way more true to yourself. You know, and that's right. just it's too much to be angry. It's too much to hold grudges. I'm just not. Really I don't. Have to, I don't want to do that. It takes up yeah. a lot of space. Yeah. So moving past the show in the last two years, what would you say has been the bright spot for you? What has made you just the happiest, like good mental health? Like what has been the happiest thing for you, would you say? Oh, well, I was with my um, company for nine and a half, almost 10 years, mm -hmm. left that company. Um, great people, but it's been interesting. So, mu so much of my identity was wrapped around being in leadership and who I was to my job. And um, now I'm not doing that. And so I have no choice but to live as my truest self and just try whatever, whatever I say yes to myself really every day in new things, which has been super difficult to do because I'm used to structure and um, I just I just knew, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going, my trajectory wasn't gonna be like VP, you know, yeah. C-level executive of this corporation. You couldn't tell me that that wasn't gonna be it. My dad did it, it was absolutely gonna be me. And now I'm not doing that. And now I'm just saying yes to everything that piques my interest and curiosity and, um, and really finding out like, okay, so who is Mal outside of being this leader in corporate America or outside of being this like token leader in corporate America? Who are you? Um, and being afforded, you know, thank God, but being afforded the luxury to be able to do so and not have to worry about, you know, other things because capitalism keeps us trapped for various reasons. We have bills, we have things to pay, we have things to do. And so really? I'm just really, really lucky, really, really blessed that those things I'm not worried about and I'm still able, I'm allowed the freedom to be able to figure it out. Like, what is it that you want to do? Do this next, try it, see if it works. You don't like it, don't do it. You know, you want to be an influencer, do it, try it. You don't like it, 
do something else. Um, and now I'm working in casting. I'm a casting producer for the next season. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I just don't, you know, I don't, I didn't think that these things would come this way. Mm -hmm. Never would have thought this. So mm -hmm. while it's hard, it is also probably one of the brighter spots to have the freedom to be able to just try things. I love that. And that that's what life is about. And I resonate so much with you about being sort of just in the rut and doing the corporate and doing the hours. And I, I mean, that's kind of what I know. Yep. I am. It's almost like you're a robot in a system. And every six months, you do the merit, get the promotion. It's the same. I mean, and you're just like, God, you feel like I know that I'm something more. Yeah. I know that there's something greater for me, but capitalism and bills and survival, and I don't want to risk it. You know, but then people are like, you, you, you can do it. You have to. You know, because that will also, and I'm just like, I know that certain things will, like this sort of stuff, this makes me happy. Like this, talking to people about things that I'm passionate about, mental health, Black, queer, LGBTQ, um, just everything like that, that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Happy. I can do it all day. Yeah. And interestingly now is like, to your point, you know, I was talking about my identity outside of work and now it's like, I can be all those things. Like that, that's really, that's really the access. The access that I have is in me being black, queer, mm -hmm. mass presenting, Mm -hmm. um, in media and the spaces that I'm in are with these people who, even if they don't occupy these identities, they are holding space for me to be here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So now I'm just looking at it like, you know what, this is my passion. And I think that's what it is too. As long as you're passionate about something that's that's the fulfillment for yeah. me at this point. Yeah. I feel like everything in life will fall into place as long as you have the passion and, and just resilience, perseverance, and just keep going. Yeah. I feel like things will fall where they're supposed to mm -hmm. in life in general. You know? It's true. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, I have this this platform that I didn't I just didn't know it would this would happen. So now I yeah. have it and then I resort back to like the things that that made me really um I don't know passionate in the job that I had before which was always I worked in HR. So that that was part of you know I was yeah. in project management and HR. So part of for me was like how do I expose resources to people, right? And so now I'm in right. this position and I'm like okay Everything I do is like, how do I make sure I can bridge gaps? How do I do that? Yeah. How do I make sure I can be, if not a voice, at least be a platform for other voices? How do I do that? Um, or bring other people, you know? 
Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm thinking about every podcast I do, every interview I've done. I'm always highlighting other people or like making sure I'm advocating for our stories being told. My story is not a monolith. It's not. It's. Yeah. There's so many other stories that should be told, you know. And that's one thing that inspired me what Angelica Ross said um, when she was at um, Queer Summit. I think it was uh, Black Queer Summit. It was it was something, but it was um, where she talked about that the importance of we have to start telling our stories, like. Black queer media, Black trans, like we have to be the one to tell our stories. Mm -hmm. And that is so inspiring for me. And I think it's important. I know that it's, I'm small. It's just a small little podcast, but guess what? I need to be the one to do it. Somebody else. If you're Black, if you're queer, if you're trans, bring on trans people. Let them talk about their experiences. Bring on Black queer. Like, we have to do that. Like, mm -hmm. social media is too big now. Instagram, Twitter, it's too big now. Yeah. Like, no, everybody get on, like, BFF chains and just start plugging our butts on air in everybody's face, okay? <laughs> they gonna be like, okay, why is there so many black queer people on the hashtag? Okay, we need to be on everybody. <laughs> we need to be on everybody's platform telling our stories. It's true. It's true. Right? It's true. Yeah, no, and the language, I mean like the queer language is just so expansive and it just answers so many questions to things that we wouldn't have normally. So we absolutely need to be having these people tell these stories. This, I mean, don't even get me started. I, I feel very, very deeply, very passionate about telling these stories, centering the most vulnerable. Um, I'm telling you. And lifting the voices of the most vulnerable in any setting that you're in, right? Because yes. let them tell their stories. It, it's, gonna, it's gonna impact us positively every single time. Every single time. It's, it's a saying, never let a person hold the pen to your story. Like you have to hold the pen. Don't let somebody else hold it. Because mm -hmm. they're going to write a whole nother narrative. Yeah. And chances are they're different. You know, mm -hmm. their lens is different. That's it. Their mm -hmm. lens is totally different. I remember yep. saying in a, it's really interesting being in casting now, because I didn't know that would happen, but I recall having an interview with Ebony Magazine and I was saying in mm -hmm. one of the things, one of the questions, it was like, um, this change starts at, like representation starts at the point of conception. It starts at casting. Um, the production team needs mm -hmm. to reflect the people that you're wanting to put on camera because Very these people can help tell this story. You can't tell my story for me if you don't live like I do. You, cannot. you don't even know the questions to ask me. You do not. Mm -hmm. You can't. Or There's, how to handle the sensitivity. Yeah, that too. That's very... Um, and the thing about it is too, I mean, not all Black, queer people in different spaces, we all don't experience the same things either. Right. That's a thing too. Like 
we all weren't raised the same. We all, mm -hmm. however, we still have a genuine. There's a connection. There's mm -hmm. a still a familiarity. No matter where you were raised, there's still there's still a thread there. Yeah, I mean, because we plight, I plight like you do, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And nobody yeah. can understand that the way that we can. No one. No one can understand that. Yeah. No one. It's very different. I agree. I agree with that. So I always ask this. Five years from now. Some people struggle with this one. Five years from now, where do you see yourself? Oh, I definitely see myself with a kid, oh, likely love. married. Yes. Um, and it's giving, it's giving like black Ellen. I don't have, that's, it's going to be something, I know that it'll be something in media. I'll probably be uh, exploring like a lot of other creative ventures, but I think that's what it's going to be. Probably hosting Ooh, I love that. conversations. I like that. I always, it's like, I remember I had a conversation with Calais Stewart and like <laughs> she's reproductive health and fertility. And we were talking and she's like, do you want to be married? Do you want to have a kid? And I'm like, yes. But I'm just, she was like, girl, stop being negative. Speak it, like speak it. I think so many times, like we say, we don't speak things into existence. Right. Like, positively right it's she, real yeah she was like you gotta speak it stop being so you know negative about it but more so like I deserve you know yeah. this is what I want I know that I'm a good person I want love I want marriage you know and I know that I'm fixing to be 46 but shit I want a kid yeah you know I have a 25 year old but I love children so much. I love children. And I'm like, I, I still want a kid. I still I still want a kid. I say that I'm light because I yeah. also don't know about like oh, the way we handle in the planet. I just don't really know. I might have That's to that listed. I might need to just adapt. I'm not sure how we're going to go about it, but no. we're really doing a, a bang up job on the earth. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot to think about. Oh no, it's it's crazy because it's like twenty twenty three. It's it used to not be that hard. Like you have so many factors to think about yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so much. It's so much. Too much. It's too much to think about. But it's important, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's important. Family decisions, like love decisions. And I think it's important too when it comes to marriage, relationships, individuality. Mm -hmm. I think that's what is missing in a lot of relationships marriage the individuality gets lost and yeah. you have to make sure your partner keeps that mm -hmm. right you have mm -hmm. to make sure like you said you want to be black ellen 
make sure your partner lets you be Black Ellen now. It's Let true. her be great. Let her be great now. It's she true. Says she want to be Black Ellen. You need Can't be with nobody that takes away from your light. Or Listen, is not okay with it. I need y'all to support her, Black Ellen, whoever might end up. Because I'm gonna support hers. There you go. I have no. I love being a co-pilot. I love it. I, I love, love that, that part. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm. What I'm saying, like me and my ex, that was, it's like, I love doing the, we support each other. Yeah. Support each other. That, that's it. But you know what? We ain't going to do that, man. We ain't. Uh-uh. We ain't, we ain't. Listen. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Cut the camera, dead ass. Wait. <laughs> This gonna be edited out. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that lack of support. <laughs> I'm not doing we're that. Not gonna, we're not gonna talk about it. We we just know that we need co-pilots, and we want to be co-pilots, and we want to be. We both can we, be main characters. That's it. We both can be main characters. That's right. I love that for us, and that's exactly what we're going to be. Yep. Okay. I love that. Well, my dear, this has been great. I love this. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. I appreciate you. Please let the audience know where they can find you. Give your socials and yeah. let us know what you got going on next. Absolutely. Um, all things are at I Go by Mal. Um, that's on threads, that's on spill, that's on Instagram, um, it's at I go by Mal, even my email, same thing. I am in casting, so I intend to do that for a little while. I'm a casting producer. Um, we might start a little bit of acting. We're gonna see what, what happens with that. There have been some talks okay. playing around in that space, some talks of playing around in fashion space. Um, nice. Some talks of a jewelry line that I'm working on with uh, Lexi's dad. And so lots of things oh, I love popping up. That. Okay. I love that for you. Thank I can you. see you doing the jury, the fashion. That's totally your vibe. Thank I you. I love that thank for you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks right. for having me. Of course. You uh you better come on again. I will. For you? I will. Okay. I love <laughs> that. Thank you, my dear. Have a good day. No problem. All right. Bye.